0: Thanks for joining us today. At City Life, we have one purpose, making it easy for people to say yes to Jesus. We believe today's message will empower you to do exactly that. But remember that church is so much more than a sermon you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life. Well, we are continuing on. This is a part two from a message I did two weeks ago. And it's on a topic That Stats Canada tells us half of the population of Canada struggles with this. So if we went one, two, one, two, one, two, we'd have half the room standing up in this. Maybe more. But it's a subject called anxiety. Look at the person sitting beside you and you can talk to them because you're sitting beside them. If you're in the room beside them and you're all by yourself, you can talk to yourself. And you could ask yourself, do I struggle with anxiety? Do I struggle with anxiety? You know, in our current COVID life, you know, this whole thing of anxiety, it's not just heightened to a whole new level. I actually think anxiety in this season is the bigger virus than the COVID virus. Hello, anybody else? You agree with me? That's the worst virus more than COVID, because anxiety can linger longer. But anxiety, this this whole thing has become heightened, but not just heightened, it's actually showing up in different ways. And, you know, if you're watching online, or maybe you're here in the room, and you're like, ah, this doesn't pertain to me, I'm pulling out my phone, and, you know. Actually, if you're on your phone, if you shut your wife off, that'd be awesome, because it helps us with our bandwidth, so everybody online doesn't have this... You know how you know how that delay? How many of you remember the days when you were watching church online? How many of you hate that delay? Do you know why? It's because of the Wi-Fi and the bandwidth out here in the Duke. So all of you that are at home watching, and if you see the and then so somebody's talking, it's like the delay. It's because there's too many people on Wi-Fi in the room. So shut your Wi-Fi off. That would be awesome. But if you're watching and you would be. One of those ones that say, I don't struggle with anxiety. For the record, I'm not standing up here talking as somebody who has not struggled with anxiety and continues to struggle with it. And I said this two weeks ago. Every Sunday before I have to get up here and speak, this is a practice of overcoming anxiety for me. But if you're one of these ones that says, I don't struggle with anxiety... Maybe it's because you don't recognize some of the different symptoms. Here's some of the symptoms that you might have not associated with anxiety, difficulty sleeping, or hard time relaxing. If you're one of these people who has a hard time sitting down or sitting still, you got to constantly be moving. Some of you are like, my kids. <laughs> Irritability and moodiness. When you're concerned about several things at one time, or you have a hard time, your mind just kind of tends to veer in the direction of the negative what-ifs. If you have a hard time concentrating, have a hard time making decisions, struggle with fatigue, headaches... Muscle pain. All of a sudden, if you're experiencing, even in this last season, if you're like, why do I kind of like have pain all over my body for some reason? Here's the thing. You know what? Your, your internal nervous system is more sensitive to anxiety. Your body will show off the symptoms before you actually register in your mind, I feel anxious. Increased aches and pains in your body. Lingering digestive issues. Stomach aches, bloating. Isn't this a wonderful topic? Here's my favorite, poop issues. Just look at the person beside you and just ask them, how's your poop? There we go. How is your poop? If you're watching online, you can let us know how your poop is doing. Just give us a thumbs up if the poop is good. Give us an angry face if it's a little bit, mm, you know, hasn't been really good lately. Give us a thumbs down. Or how many poops? You can give us how many poop emojis. It's been one of those days. It's been one of those seasons. I just know somebody online is going to have a whole string of poop emojis. But you know what? Today, so here's the thing. If you are not struggling with anxiety, please stay tuned in because you know why? Half the people in your world are. Half your loved ones, half your friends are. And if you are struggling with it, you know what? I have good news because I really believe there's probably one thing today you haven't tried yet, and it could be the game changer for you. And I just, just for a minute, if you are a Jesus follower who struggles with anxiety and it's been so long that you are either already in or heading in the direction of just like this is the way it is, I want to show you a couple things to start here that I hope will stir your faith. Because just for a minute, I want to talk to Jesus' followers. I absolutely believe it is time we get ruthless in dealing with this thing called anxiety. We get ruthless with it. We stop owning it. We stop creating it as our own. We stop taking it as this nice little pet that we stroke or this thing that we use as an excuse to pull away I think we need to become ruthless in dealing with it. And here's one reason that when I read this, this is what woke me up to not just, oh, it's something, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like, no, I need to get ruthless and intentional about dealing with it. I want to read Matthew 13. And this is one of the most famous stories that Jesus told. Even if you've never been to church, you grew up maybe going to Sunday school or Bible, you know, summer Bible camp or whatever it was or, you know, summer Bible school. And, and you probably heard this story at some point in time. It was a story Jesus told about the sower and the seeds. And the sower went out and he sowed some seeds. And Jesus used this as an illustration of God's kingdom and in Matthew 13, this is what Jesus, when he's explaining to the disciples about what this whole parable meant, Jesus, he says this, he said, and what, or the seed that was sown into the thorn plants, this is the one, in other words, this is the person who hears the word, and look at this next phrase, and the anxiety of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unproductive. In other words, it doesn't bear fruit. Now, just let that sink in for a moment. You know, when I read that, it was just like, whoa. By letting anxiety go unchecked in our lives. As those who call ourselves followers of Jesus by allowing anxiety to go unchecked, I'm preventing the power of God's word from being effective in my life. That is like, oh. How? Well, it's because anxiety is actually choosing an opposite reality to the reality. That God's word says is true. The reality in which Jesus Christ God in the flesh has defeated every foe, including fear, including the things that cause us to be anxious, including those things that would create anxiety, including anxiety itself. See, the reality is that Jesus Christ, he already defeated all of those things, everything that would try to come and hurt you, harm you, limit you, try to destroy you, try to make you anything less than what God created you to be, that reality, Jesus has already defeated all of those things. and see, the real reality is the one in which Jesus Christ rules and reigns as the Father King who loves you and will protect you at all costs. See, that's real, but anxiety tells me there's this other reality. Here's another reason for wanting to be ruthless in dealing with anxiety. Is this okay? I hope you can handle this this morning anxiety why we want to be ruthless in dealing with it is because anxiety is an enemy to God's glory in our lives now you're watching and you kind of like you hear God's glory you're like because huh? glory is definitely not one of those things you will hear at work <laughs> you will hear on the ball field you will hear at school you will hear anywhere glory is one of those weird things that you're reading in the Bible and we're just kind of I have no clue what that means And it is weird. It is the weirdest word. And do you know why it's weird? Because we don't have any words to describe accurately who and what God is. I shouldn't say what. He's a who. But glory is like saying God's beauty, God's power, and God's goodness all rolled into one. It's like saying God's awesomeness. And see, why? This is actually a big deal for us. Glory being, having God's glory being diminished in our lives through anxiety. Why that's actually a big deal is this it's because we were made to reflect God's glory, God's goodness, God's beauty, God's power into every setting of our lives, into our homes, into our families, at your work, at school, into your sports, or your the teams that you play on, into all of the activities. The reason human beings were made, we were made to reflect God's goodness, God's power into this world. And if we can't or we're unable to do that, there's this deep sense of lack and unfulfillment in our lives because we're not living out our purpose. So your purpose isn't that elusive career you're trying to sort out. Your purpose isn't what you're supposed to do as much as your purpose is about who you're supposed to be. And see, anxiety is an enemy of God's glory in my life because let's face it, anxiety doesn't reflect God's power. Anxiety is not a reflection of God's goodness. Anxiety is not a reflection of God's faithfulness. Anxiety is not a reflection of the peace that is God's character. Why do we need to be ruthless in dealing with anxiety? Because anxiety is an enemy of God's glory in my life. Because at the root of anxiety is a thing called control. And I don't know about you, I want to be in control. Isn't this true? In fact, what I'm going to pack here in just for a couple minutes could really help some of you that are particularly... In a leadership slash position of influence, whether it just represents in life, what you do, with your job, with your career, with, a, with an office that you hold. If you're watching online, maybe you're watching and you know, you're a person that has a lot of people that you are responsible for. See, here's the thing about leaders. They, a lot of times we struggle with anxiety and we don't tell anybody. And maybe this is you because you struggle with anxiety, but you don't tell anybody because you're the one in charge and you're supposed to have it all together. You're supposed to keep it all calm, and for the most part, you do. But you, 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 might, you might even be struggling with anxiety, but don't even realize it because the stress that you actually have in life isn't about the job. It's about something internal. Because, see, here's how it works. Part of being a leader is the desire and the capacity to change things and make things better. That's one of the roles of leadership. It's actually one of the roles of being a human being. God put us on this earth to make things better. Part of being a leader is we want to change things, and that is a good thing. But what happens is everywhere you go, you see how things could be better. Isn't this true? Everything from Bad service at the restaurant, that could be better, that could be better. To the ugly font signs around town. Oh, there's some, it's just like, change that sign. There's sometimes I see some, it's just like, I just want to buy you a new sign. Will you please let me buy you a new sign? Is it? Come on. Leaders, we see things, anything that could be better. It could be from trying to, you know, from service, or it could be the department at the place of work that you see. We could have this system work better. This, things could work better. This could be better. Everything. We see what is, and we see what could be. Now, this is a good thing, except when it morphs into control. And we go into controlling and trying to control everything. From our kids to our investments, we monitor everything, we try to control, thinking we can control, and what that leads to is anxiety, because we can't control. See, there is only one being who can and is allowed to control, and he actually doesn't. God is the only one who has the right to control and could control everything, but he doesn't. He gave humans free will. So to try to control or think we can control, that's disastrous. And that kind of control is an enemy to God's glory in our life. So... Now that we're all anxious about how bad anxiety is, (laughs) we're going to see how to deal with it. Are you ready to go? So to get started, before we jump in, we're going to look at a guy who had every reason to struggle with anxiety on a whole nother level that none of us in this room can can even relate to. And we're going to look at how he dealt with it. Are you ready to meet this guy? Who is he? He left behind what everybody would consider the biggest business opportunity of a lifetime, and he gave it up to follow somebody, a guy that he actually thought was the one who was going to bring in the political, the economic, and social reforms that he had been waiting his entire life to see happen, except... After he leaves everything of comfort and security behind to follow this guy, he finds out this guy is more like a no-name traveling teacher than the revolutionary he thought he would be. He was following a guy who seemed to have zero boundaries, especially when it came to hanging out with the wrong kind of people, when it came to who he invited to be part of his following in fact, he hired one of your worst enemies, and now you got to do 24-7 with your worst enemy. This guy asked you to do the impossible, like walk on water. And he was constantly leading you into life-threatening situations. Everywhere he went, he was stirring up all sorts of backlash to the degree that the religious mob of the day took a hit out on this guy. And you were with him all the time. But then, just when you think things might turn around, he says, I'm leaving. You can't come. You try to stop him. He looks at you and calls you Satan. (laughs) And just when you thought, okay, I can prove it to him. I am worthy of this new business deal. I'm worthy of being a part of this new thing that's happening. You become the idiot of idiots and bail on this guy at the time he needs you the most. And what's worse, you know when you bail? You bail because you got intimidated by a junior high girl. <laughs> then, the guy that you're following, he dies. And the guys that had him killed, guess what? The little junior high girl works for them. But that's not all. Dead teacher comes back to life, sends a message to you and says, I'm back. And I'm going to be in my office waiting for you. Now, it's just a bit of a modernized version of a guy named Peter, his story but with a life like that that was just three years of peter's life do you think peter might have been just a little bit anxious every now and then come on i think peter has got oh man we you you think you're anxious we got nothing on peter because i don't think any of us have friends that are assassination targets is this true Is this true? Online, you can let us know. Thumbs up if you're clear. Thumbs down if you need some help. We will rescue you. (laughs) Peter. I think if there was anybody that was had a reason to be plagued by anxiety, I think Peter was the guy. But you know what? Peter also discovered a way to overcome anxiety, and I think there's something we can learn from him. How many of you would agree? See, one of the letters that Peter wrote, this was many years after his stint in following Jesus. Peter holds, he wrote a letter, and there is a couple verses that hold some keys for overcoming anxiety. Everyone say 1 Peter 5. You can watch on the screen online. It's going to come up very soon. 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7. He says, therefore, humble yourselves under God's power so that he may raise you up in the last day. Look at this. Throw all your anxiety onto him. Throw all your anxiety onto him. I don't even know where to go with this guy. Shh, this is horribly heavy. Where am I? oh, there it is. Oh, this is, you know what? I think I'm gonna flip him around, I don't know. Well, we'll just do it like, nope, not yet. I'm fine. <laughs> Stay, sit down. <laughs> I have no idea what this looks like on the camera, but I'm sure it's interesting. I wish I had his head the other way. There! Okay, let's do this. There. Is that any better? At least you can see his head. Not really. Oh, well. Anxiety. How do you overcome anxiety? Well, it starts with number one. Look at Therefore, humble yourselves. How do you overcome anxiety? It starts with humility. Because pride is what causes us to keep anxiety stuffed, pushed aside, trying to keep control of the stuff that just makes us anxious. Pride is I can handle it. Exactly. If we could see our soul half the time, God's just looking. He's going, oh, my gosh. Like, really? Give me a break. (laughs) Pride says, I can handle it. I don't need anybody. But look at what it says. Humble yourselves under God's power so that he can raise you up. He, everyone say he him he can raise you up i have been looking at the clock wrong the whole time i'm like man i got lots of time left and it hasn't changed it's because i'm looking at the clock clock and not my timer which i'm running out of time okay we're gonna go in here (laughs) number two (laughs) number two what is the next way next point how do we overcome anxiety throw all your anxiety onto him and we go yeah good luck I ain't throwing this sucker anywhere. (laughs) You know what that word throw actually means? Oh, I love Greek words. This is gonna be so fun trying to do this. Stop! Everyone say epiripto. Epiripto. I am epiripto. (laughs) Epiripto is the word for cast, for throw. And it literally is the same word that is used to throw an anchor over the side of a boat. Cast, throw, throw it over, toss it onto God. See, the worst thing you want to do in a storm is keep hanging on to the anchor. And you know, when the storms of life come, the worst thing we want to do is hang on to anxiety. We got to toss it over the side. But there's more because this is the key. Because sometimes the anchor is too heavy to toss overboard. And see, this is where the context of Peter's letter is really crucial. Because in it is a clue to the secret ingredient for overcoming anxiety. I got so starched on this, okay, so heavy. <laughs> see, the context of Peter's letter was this. Peter wasn't writing to individuals. In fact, the Holy Scripture wasn't written to individuals. There's only one letter that we know that was specifically written to an individual. And even that wasn't just read by an individual. And it's a tiny, one-page little book called Philemon. All the other scriptures were written to groups of people. Communities of Jesus followers specifically Peter was writing to that were on the run because they were being persecuted and they never knew if today was going to be the day that they were going to be dead. But look at I'm just going to quickly read off some. First Peter one twenty-two. He says, "Love one another as your lives depended on it." Look at all those plurals. Two five. Present yourselves as building stones. Two nine. You are the ones chosen by God, chosen to be a holy people. Three eight and nine. Be agreeable, sim- be sympathetic. That goes for all of you, no exceptions. Keep your hearts at attention. Most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it. Again, four, four verse eight five nine. You're not the only. Only ones plunged into these hard times. You know, one of the biggest contributing factors for why anxiety is such an issue for us today is because of our ever-individualized living. See, humans were made for community. And when we feel or we live detached. And alone, with our fears and worries, man, that is a breeding ground for anxiety beyond anything else. I see we hear First Peter five seven through our individualized reading. This by myself at home in our non-community, non-connected filter. And what do we do? We just try harder to throw it on God. We just try harder by praying more, by being better, by doing good things, by trying to think happy thoughts, and it doesn't work. And we hear this and we think, I need to throw my anxiety onto God, but it's not working because here's the key. Number three, casting your anxiety on God is a community effort, it's a group project. Look at it again. Look at verse 6, therefore humble yourselves. Not a self, it's a selves. See we need others to help us throw the burden of anxiety. I need like probably four or five volunteers. Just run up here really quick, help me chuck this baby. And we're just, we're just going to try to chuck it. We're going to see how far we can throw it. I don't care. No, let's not. Okay, good. All right, so here we do. We're just going to check it over that side. See, what do we do? On the count of three. One, two, three. Okay, out that direction. Woohoo! You need others to throw, to cast the burden of anxiety because you can't cast it overboard on your own. And, you know, even this week, man, I had such a wake-up call. It was one of those days, you know, the week started good, and then right at the beginning it just started to crater really, really fast, and I was just like, I'm so depressed, what do I need to do? I was like, oh, I should call one of my pastor friends, I'm like, I don't want to call them because they're probably doing great, and that'll make me even more depressed. But I called him anyway, and I was like, hey, how you doing? And their response was, oh, my gosh, we're barely surviving. And I'm like, me too. (laughs) Anxiety, one author said, is this. Anxiety is God forgetting. It's a result of thinking that life is on your shoulders, and it's your job to figure it all out and keep things in order. Why do we need others? We need others to remind us or to teach us if we just don't know that there is a good God who has defeated every single aspect that would try to stir up anxiety and fear and move us into depression and move us into discouragement and move us into faithlessness and move us into wanting to give up. God has defeated those and he is a good God. See, anxiety is forgetting that there was a victory established at the cross of Jesus Christ that nothing can overturn. There is a heavenly anxiety onto him because he cares about you. God cares about you. God loves you more than you ever know. He loves you more than you love yourself. And he cares more about your life than you do. And we need each other. See, there are too many people experiencing life as a yourself and a not yourselves. And I'm sorry I'm going over a little bit long, but we're just, is that okay if we just finish here? I hope this is okay. If you are a follower of Jesus, Who are your yourselves? Because if you're actually following Jesus, we follow Jesus the way Jesus followed. And see, Jesus followed the Father, but he didn't follow alone. And if there was one guy who could have done it alone, it was Jesus. He followed with a group. Sometimes it was 12, Sometimes it was just three. And when he was at his lowest moment battling your and my anxiety, he had his group with him. When you were at your lowest moment, do you have a Peter, James, and John? And here's the thing. Some of you, this is going to be liberating today. At least I hope it is. Your group doesn't need to be a group of powerhouses (laughs) because when Jesus was at his lowest and needed his group the most, he's like, listen, guys, I need you to pray with me. It's going to be an intense battle. Jesus went off a little ways by himself and he started praying. He looks around and guess what? They're all, they're all snoring. They fell asleep. And I really think this is a word for some people, that you tried the group thing, you tried the community thing, and you were sorely disappointed because when the people that you needed most felt like they were sleeping on you, they weren't there for you, guess what? Jesus knows exactly how you feel. (laughs) But he didn't give up on these guys because one of them would later... Many years later, right up to other Jesus followers saying, listen guys, you need each other, and it was Peter. So here's the takeaway, it's one thing, you need to make your group. Groups is something that we help facilitate through the church. Groups is not a program of the church doing life in community with other Jesus followers, not just hanging out, shooting the breeze, going here, going there, but Jesus followers who will get in your face when you need them to. Jesus followers that you will be able to be humble and say, listen, I am struggling with anxiety. I need you to help me cast this thing off. Who's your group? But more than just looking, what do I need? What do I need? Give this, give this. Be, for others, what you need. You want an action step? That's it. Who are you going to surround yourself? Who are yourselves going to be? And you know, when we, that verse we read, where it talks about casting your anxiety onto God, what does that actually mean? Well, it means this. It means to mentally place it where god has placed it and god has placed all anxiety all fear all worry and all of the things that trigger those things in us god has placed all of those things on a cross and in a crown because the significance of the crown of thorns that jesus wrote, went, wore when he went to the cross was to deal with the mind anguish that we would have here, 21st century, middle of COVID living. The anguish, the anxiety, the mental struggles, it was put in that crown. Yours was put in Jesus' crown. Yours was put in the cross of Jesus. And we're gonna pray a prayer right now, and it's a prayer of saying, Jesus, I wanna follow you. I wanna live in this real, alternate reality in which you are in charge, you have won, you have defeated my foes, you have overcome everything that would try to stifle and limit me. I want to live in the fullness of the life that you have. And if that's your desire, whether you're in this room or you're watching online, we're all going to pray this together. And can you pray out loud after me? Just say, Jesus, today I acknowledge you as the rightful king, the rightful ruler in my life. No longer will I be ruled by and I want you to fill in the blank whatever has been ruling you. Say, Jesus, I choose to receive your victory, your lordship, your salvation in my life. I say yes to following you, amen, amen. Yes, come on, give God thanks today. God, we thank you, we thank you. For all that you've done, all that you have started today in Jesus' name. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc or fill out the next step section on the City Life Act. It's an honor as a church to play just a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to seeing you soon here at City Life.